Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Creative Podcast. Glad you're here today. I have, I have um, a big thing I want to talk about today. I just really don't know how to take the music business right now. I am, it's just kind of flabbergasting to me. The the whole notion of an artist-driven music business has been so important to me. Like, I'm so passionate about it. And I just don't think that artists are getting the... uh, They're, they're not getting the right bargaining chips anymore. And it's not like they had it ages ago either. But I just feel like it's becoming more like a feudal society for, for artists and songwriters to have any potential of creating a meaningful revenue system, uh, let alone opportunity in today's music business. You know, when I first started out, we were always talking about how record companies, like if you didn't get a record deal, that you're never going to really kind of get anywhere, right? Because you needed a record company. They're the ones that promote you. They're the ones that fund your recordings and, you know, get you on the road, get you in front of people, um, market your album, put the album together, right? So that was the system. Um, And if you weren't in that system, then... Good luck to you. It's like the dregs, which is the majority of artists and songwriters. Only a few people get the record deal, right? So then Napster came along. Just think about that for a minute. Digital music came to be where, and the internet, Basically, the internet came along where artists could reach 
to their audience directly and vice versa. Wow, like what a great concept, right? And artists could start to be in charge of their own business a bit, albeit a small piece of the pie because the record companies still took the lion's share. If you weren't on clear channel radio and you weren't part of all that, you were just, you know, college radio, whatever else, radio, right? And that's totally fair. Um, but at least it gave us an opportunity to find our own path, do our own thing, right? For a while. So I still think that it was tough, you know. Artists had to create your own website, create your own distribution path. Then all of these digital aggregators came in, like The Orchard was one of them, cdbaby.com. You know, really paved the way for indie artists, independent artists, to get their music out without having to get the record deal. Cool. You know, and I was one of them. I was kind of a pioneer in that. I was. Had my own record company, sold my CDs uh, through City Baby and The Orchard, uh, sold them at my gigs. You know, I could sell, if I was on the road and I was performing and I got off the stage, I got up to $30 a CD. That's, that's equitable. Like, that's like, okay, I sell 1000 CDs, I'm making 30 grand, right? I sell them at 20 bucks. I'm making 20 grand, right? I'm making money. I was selling T-shirts, you know, people love a T-shirt, hats, you know, same as what record companies do. They sell merch, posters, T-shirts, the whole thing. It's always been because music revenue is fleeting you you do have to have that audience who just will buy right and you don't get necessarily the money straight away from any like radio play you might be playing on you know kiss fm which is the rock station here in in uh in la number one on the rock station whatever multiple plays it's not like you're going to get a lot it's kind of like promotion in a way there is performance royalty but i'll get into that later but the thing is is that for an indie artist at the time, it was equitable. You could make a living. You could get money from shows. The venues would pay. Eh, you know, they prefer to pay covers because they're not used to original music. But, you know, you get festivals, the whole bit, concerts, get a percentage of the door. You could become your own promoter and make money. Well, I must say, well, I'll talk about how it is today. But the point is, is that the digital age, you could sell your music cds previous to that obviously cassettes and vinyl but cds really for better or for worse was a great mechanism small enough you put it in the back of your truck and sell them right here's my piece of art buy it and they would and you know so artists like myself would at minimum print 
1,000 CDs so that we could get our 20K back, right? So 1,000 CDs was about a dollar each. So it's 1,000 bucks. Put down 1,000 bucks, can get 20,000 back. That is a great profit margin if you do the work, right? Do that at repeat, repeat, repeat. You're a self-sustaining independent artist. And that's just some, one way of making money in a music business back then. Awesome. Let's put a pin in that for a minute. And then Napster comes along, makes it kind of tricky because what they were doing and other, other ones like that were like kind of stealing music basically, sharing music, yeah, sharing with friends. No, that became a huge, huge court case and they lost. But the point is, is that they set up this, they set up the standards that music was not valuable anymore. You could just share music around friends doesn't matter so someone like myself who put down my hard earning thousand dollars or five thousand dollars they were just going online and sharing their files and why would they buy my cd okay so in the beginning i just kind of got wind of that and go okay well i'm going to get my music online uh, mp3.com, my own website. You can download the digital file. I could still make a dollar song, maybe $2 file, right? Still had some equity in that. Then it got to the point where it was getting shared for free. That was a point in time where musicians didn't know if they even had a future. And people were like, well, I think it should be free. Fans would even say, well, we believe that music is a right, that music should just be free for us. And they didn't really understand that all of the hard work that goes into it. And the record companies didn't like it either, of course, right? So there had to be a new model. And the model, you know, really came with iTunes where, you know, they kind of closed out the whole kind of free stuff and said download through iTunes and it's, what, 99 cents for a song? And artists had to kind of go there because no one wanted the CD anymore because you could have it, you know, on your phone. Or the your iPod, right? iTouch. Cool. Getting harder though for artists to make money, but we went with it, and at least we were getting. At least we were getting, um, you know, money still through our digital aggregated distribution, right? They're tracking your money and that. Pretty good, pretty good, but not as good as it was. Not as good as it was. So then the downloading of music started to shift and Spotify arrived pulling. They started off as like a service on your laptop. I don't know if anyone remembers this. They didn't have music catalog in the very beginning. They were they would pull your MP3s on your computer and create a library. So you could organize your music. It was actually a pretty nice little software. You could organize all the music you had on your hardware that you that you had bought. And you could play it. You could put it into playlists, right? That was cool. Until the model came where now we're gonna change this model to streaming. I mean, look, on the upside, artists are going, yeah, I'm in more places and lots of people can find me and that's what we really want. We want people to discover our music. On the downside, 
we're more and more going into more of this feudalist kind of model where artists no longer have a say for the value of their music. Why, why would you why would you buy my CD, which we don't do anymore because we're all online? Why would you download my MP3 when you can just go and press play in Spotify and just play my music? No one wants to have own music anymore. They just want to play music. It's like, it's like online radio, right? Just play it. Yeah, you could download them, but that's within the Spotify thing. The same with Apple Music. Now, competing with a service, they're a streaming service, right? And it's just getting to a point now where it's just all about streaming. And artists are going, yay, I'm out everywhere. And how many plays am I getting? And, you know, how many fans do I have? It's become that. How many fans do you have? 10,000, 100,000, ooh, yay. I got all of these streams. I got all of these monthly listeners. Yay, I'm, I'm going to be famous, whatever. There's, have you actually looked at the numbers? Let's go back a step. I used to make up to $30 a CD. That cost me a buck. Cost me a buck, I could make up to $30. Depends. Europe, Australia was 30. In America, it was 20. Went down to 15. Yeah, it went down to 10. But still, I could make $30 a CD. Well, $20 a CD, and it cost me a dollar to make. So, my main problem today is where are we now for artists? How can we make money? Let me just look at some of my stats. And this is what I'm really kind of upset about. I've had 6,307 streams for one of my songs. 6,307 streams for one of my songs. Now let me, let me go there a little further. Hang on a second. Uh, Yeah, 6,307 streams I've had on my songs. But, and I can look at my, my listening, like if I go to my Spotify. In America, United States, 6,900 listeners. Germany, 532 listeners. Italy, 255 listeners. Okay, pretty cool. So then I want to go and see how much money have I made? $5.85 for this song. $5. For 6,000 strings. This other one, 4,284 strings. I've made $2.70. It costs, basically you get about 
0.0032 cents a string. That's approximately less than one cent for three plays. Why would I do this? Like, yay, getting back my money? Not. And that's the problem. Artists are looking at their new business of, well, not even a business for them, but like it's now becoming a hobby. You record your music, you put it out there, yay, I'm getting all these fans, yeah, 10,000 fans, whatever, and you're making 32 cents or a cent when someone actually listens to your music rather than 20 bucks for an album. Cost me a dollar to make a CD. I can make $20 from every CD. It's $20,000. Now I'm making $5. I'd say I'm making $50 for my music, for doing the same work. Do I want $50 or do I want $20,000? So the whole revenue model for artists has gone up Shit's Creek. Sorry. I was defending like online music back then when we wanted to get out of record company control. But now we're still in this, it's gone back to feudalism. Now we're under the thumbs of the streaming organizations. They're the new record companies. They're the new ones in power. And artists cannot, let alone songwriters, songwriters are not getting it either. People are just stealing the crap out of your music. Anyway, that's a whole different topic. So that's what I want to talk about today. And obviously there's two streams going. So if you missed the this if you missed the last one, go and look at that one and then look at this one because something happened in the middle and it stopped. But the point is, is my whole shtick today is I'm kind of angry at the state of uh, revenue opportunity for artists. And I've always defended artists. Um and wanted them to be able to make music. You know, we want to tour, we want to, which we can't right now. I mean, look at that. Artists can't go on the road. And they're saying, oh, you can just stream from home. Yeah, there's no money in it, guys. Unless you're like some major influencer. And by the way, you don't get money from the stream. You get money from like drinking the smoothie that someone else has given, given you sponsorship for. That's how the people are making money. Corporate sponsorships, right? You can buy my book, just get out there. That's cool. I actually can still make money selling books because I learned how to self-publish through Amazon and can make money. I can make more money from books than music. Music, I don't make money anymore. And I'd be interested to hear from anyone out there if you are actually making money from your streams and your music. I know that people say, yeah, i got 20,000 streams. I'd love to, love to look at your paycheck for a minute. Really? Now, film and TV music is different. You're going to get a revenue split there, right? Sick license, master license, all that, totally. But a lot of people are taking the lion's share of that too. There's a lot of middle people along the way, you know? By the time you actually get your ASCAP royalty, take a look at that. What is that after everyone's taken a piece of it? And this is my point. I'm not suggesting we can't, we shouldn't be working with all of these people. What I'm saying is the person that is actually supposed to be making the money, the bulk lion's share of the money is not. We're the ones making the crumbs, the crumbs. 
while everyone else takes their peace. And this hasn't changed since the 70s, 60s. It just has a different face. And now I'm worried that as we embrace streaming, and that is the, the norm for music, streaming, that we don't have enough advocates to really protect artists and songwriter rights to be able to create revenue. So I don't know. Leave a message on my social let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from someone who feels like they are actually making music and I want to interview you in my next podcast. I'd love to have you as a guest. So reach out. Um, if you can be an inspiration for others and you can say, you know what, Jilly, I'm one of them that is making money. I want to hear from you because I want to I want to know. And I think our, my fans and my friends and my artists want to know too. Uh, and if we if we want to make some change and we have to go to you know congress to do so i want to hear about that too like what who's doing that and how are we really doing in that i hear all the noise on that but i'm not i'm not satisfied that it's really happening it's always like satisfying the record company or the larger companies but who's satisfying these changes for the artists and songwriters the ones who make the art the ones who form the piece, it's their ideas and they build it together and they put their hard-earned cash, hard-earned cash in it making their creations. They need to get their money back. And that is why so many, most artists can't leave their day jobs because th there's no revenue model, there's no true revenue model anymore to go, here's a slam dunk, well, if I work hard, I'm going to make money. It's not true anymore. So I think that's it for me today. I um, appreciate you listening. I'm going to be doing these more often. So tune in, uh, Jilly Moon, and uh, I hope you are staying authentic and true to yourself like I am and being beautiful and you are beautiful and I want you to be you and everything about you. Don't change. Don't change a minute. Be you. All right? Have a great day. All right. How was that? Fun? Come and join us at thecreative.com, C-R-E-A-8-B-E.com or find us on social. Or find me, Jilly Moon. See you soon. <laughs>